This is Today in History, October the 30th. On this day, the city of Helena, Montana is founded after miners discover gold in Demdar Hills. Also on this day in 1811, Sense and Sensibility is published for the first time. How come? Because I'm the Fonz, huh? And today is the birthday of the Fonz, Henry Winkler, born in 1945 in New York City. Also on this day in 1974, Muhammad Ali wins the Rumble in the Jungle. 32-year-old Muhammad Ali becomes the heavyweight champion of the world for the second time when he knocks out 25-year-old George Foreman in the eighth round of the Rumble in the Jungle, a match that took place in Kinshasa, Zaire. Seven years before, Ali had lost his title when the government accused him of draft dodging and the Boxing Commission took away his license. His victory in Zaire made him only the second dethroned champ in history to regain his belt. The Rumble in the Jungle, named by promoter Don King, who'd initially tagged the bout from slave ship to championship until Zaire's president caught wind of the idea and ordered all the posters burned, was Africa's first heavyweight championship match. The government of the West African Republic staged the event and its president, Mobutu Sesiseko, personally paid $5 million to each of the fighters to show up in the hope that it would draw the world's attention to the country's enormous beauty and vast reserves of natural resources. Also on this day in 1991, the perfect storm hit the North Atlantic, producing remarkably large waves along the New England and Canadian coasts. And over the next several days, the storm spread its fury over the ocean off the coast of Canada. Storm warnings indicate very strong seas, too. Some of the seas out, out here, anywhere from 40 to 60 feet, and then you get closer to shore and the seas are a little bit less. But coastal flood warnings are in effect all along the east coast with high tides and strong winds continuing to push waves up. As you saw, there will be lots of beach erosion and some problems. The power is out in many areas out here. The fishing boat Andrea Gale and its six-member crew were lost in the storm, and the disaster spawned the best-selling book, The Perfect Storm, which became a blockbuster Hollywood movie of the same name. And on this day in 1938, Orson Welles scares the nation. The Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air in The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Orson Welles was only 23 years old when his Mercury Theater Company decided to update H.G. Wells's 19th century science fiction novel, War of the Worlds, for national radio. Despite his age, Wells had been in radio for several years, most notably the voice of The Shadow, the hit mystery program of the same name. War of the Worlds was not planned as a radio hoax, and Wells had little idea of the havoc it would cause. The show began at 8 p.m., and a voice announced the Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air with War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. At the time in 1938, prime time was Sunday night in the golden age of radio, and millions of Americans had their radios turned on. But most of these Americans were listening to ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and his dummy Charlie McCarthy on NBC. 
and only turned to CBS at 8.12 p.m. after the comedy sketch ended and a little-known singer went on. By then, the story of the Martian invasion was well underway. Americans heard an announcer describing a crash scene with a Martian emerging from a large metallic cylinder. That heavens, something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh yeah, I can see the thing's body now. It's large and large as a bear. It glistens like wet leather, but that face, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable, but I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. The Martians then mounted walking war machines and fired heat ray weapons at the puny humans gathered around the crash site. They annihilated a force of 7,000 National Guardsmen. Then, panic broke out across the country. In New Jersey, terrified civilians jammed highways, seeking to escape the alien killers. People begged police for gas masks to save them from the toxic gas and asked electric companies to turn off power so the Martians wouldn't see their lights. When news of the real-life panic leaked into the CBS studio, Wells went on the air as himself. To remind listeners, it was just fiction. There were rumors that the show caused suicides, but none were ever confirmed. The Federal Communications Commission investigated the program, but found no law broken, and Orson Welles feared the controversy would ruin his career. New York has been destroyed. It's the end of the world. Go home and prepare to die October the 30th, as the War of the Worlds scares the nation on this day in history.